0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative, and it's scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Lattow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. That's it with your boy. Better pray for your boy, Robin Latow. Keep that same energy, podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. Let me tell you something about NFL draft experts. They're really no different than pastors or preachers that are named Creflo Dollar. They get you to believe certain things they make a lot of money off of it get you all up in a frenzy about it but the reality of the situation like a lot of quote unquote experts is a lot of the things that they tell you you already know you didn't really need to hear it from someone else It's a con game. Like you, yourself. I remember I went to a uh, Cat Williams comedy show. Or was it Cat Williams? It might have been Eddie Griffin. It was either Cat Williams or Eddie Griffin. It was one of them. But they was telling a joke. But good comedians, when they tell jokes, it's really reality. And he was talking about The Bible and how people tell you if you don't give money to this particular pastor or this particular church that you're going to hell. But then he said, if you really think about it, all they're doing is reading the book. You can read, (laughs) you know, you can read. It's pretty clear cut what the Ten Commandments are. And that's what it's like when you're dealing with draft experts and hot takers and all of that stuff. You can watch. There's, especially in 2021. Now, maybe 20 years ago, it was, it was a little harder. But if you want to, you could simply go on YouTube. And any player that you want to evaluate... There's plenty of tape out there for you. full games, half games, coach's view, breakdowns, short passes, long passes, whatever you want, it's out there. The video is readily available to you. Now I get it. You have lives. Maybe you don't have time to do all of this. So you depend on the quote-unquote draft expert. The problem is... These guys can't be trusted Just like the pastors Just like the internet self-help gurus They're all kind artists They're influencers So you can't be trusted So you say, Rob, why can't they be trusted? Well, a couple of reasons First off, they're normally wrong You know why? Because it's almost impossible to predict a draft. It's like gambling. Like you could have all of the research in the world. You could be the, the most astute gambler in regards to knowing who's heard, you know, tendencies, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And next thing you know, Patrick Mahomes twisted ankle, James Harden twisted ankle, LeBron twisted ankle. And whatever you was betting on goes down the drain. So that's the first thing. They did just wrong. I think someone did like a, a, a percentage of picks that Mel Kuyper's gotten right. It's like 12%. <laughs> you know, most people can get picks one through five, right? Maybe one through ten. Maybe you get seven of those picks, right? You don't have to be a draft expert. I don't have to be a draft expert to say probably Trevor Lawrence and, and Zach Wilson are going to be the top two picks. <laughs> Doesn't make me a draft expert. And if I just guessed who's going to be picked in the seventh round, I'm probably going to get all of those wrong. But you know something? So is Todd McShay. <laughs> so first off, the information that they're giving you is just communication fodder, which is fine, right? I don't mind that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hating. I don't hate on the game. You know, I get paid every time Larissa Pippen gets a new boyfriend. So I'm not hating on not doing a lot and making more for it. <laughs> don't get me wrong. My issue really more is the second part of the problem, which is they use racism and race to sell Basically, a narrative to get them more attention, to get them more fame, to get more spots on ESPN and the NFL network. And it's frustrating because it happens every single year. And let me preface this by saying, teams, I don't think, are as bad as the draft experts. And what I mean by that is, you hear all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. If the team actually thinks the quarterback, we're talking specifically more or less about black quarterbacks, and it happens with other with other players and other positions, but the teams normally, if they really believe in a player, kind of overlook some of the stereotypes. Like a lot of bad stuff was said about Cam Newton, a lot of bad stuff uh, was said about uh, a lot of quarterbacks like Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? But they still end up going, you know, number one. Kyler Murray, there were some issues there. Still end up going number one. If the team believes in it, it's okay. Now, there are certain teams that I don't think will draft a black quarterback. Like the New York Giants, for example. Or the Denver Broncos, at least under the current leadership. So I do think still think there's a little bit there that some teams do not want black quarterback to be the face of their franchise. Now, what I've, like I said, even teams that are like super MAGA, like say the Panthers, when they had Jerry Richardson as the owner, you know, the Texans, when they had the guys, the owner that passed away, they called the, the people, the inmates, Jerry Jones, you know, they don't they don't mind. If you can play, you can play. They don't mind. They don't have this racism toward the black athlete because the athlete is the one that makes them the money. They're Mr. Candy to those athletes. So it's more the draft experts. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where you do raise an eyebrow at why a black quarterback is falling in a draft that is substantially better than someone that gets drafted ahead of him. You know, one could say that Baker Mayfield was not as good as some of the people that was drafted behind him, like Lamar Jackson. You know, we talked about Deshaun Watson, Sands, or is this before? You can say, say Sands. Sands massages, you know, getting drafted, you know, after Mitchell Trubisky. So still, it does happen. But we also seen white quarterbacks. For whatever reason, get a bad rap That's you know, they're falling too. So it's not always just the black quarterback. So this is more the draft experts. They do this every year. Is it Deshaun Watson? Is it Lamar Jackson? Like I said, it goes back to Cam Newton, Kyler Burry. This year is Justin Fields. This is Justin Fields. And with black quarterbacks, they always try to make uh, an excuse on why, as is that's really the, the 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 real issue is this: a black quarterback, whatever their shortcomings may be, it becomes deal breakers. With white quarterbacks, it becomes teachable teachable moments. For instance, if you look at the Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen situation, Josh Allen was not a good college quarterback. He did not play in a major conference. Now was a portion of that is because he didn't have, you know, the best supporting cast, probably a little bit. But he had issues that needed to be corrected before he was gonna be able to become a, a franchise quarterback. He had accuracy issues, he had touch issues, he had footwork issues, right? Now, one could say that Lamar Jackson was not a perfect quarterback coming out of college. He had issues as well. Do, could do a little bit better with the footwork, a little bit better with the accuracy. Not a, that's not uncommon. Both athletically gifted in different ways, but you know, according to Mel Kiper, you know, stats only matter when it came to Lamar Jackson. Nobody asked Josh Allen that he should possibly consider being a tight end or a fullback because that's what he's built like. That never crossed their mind. All that crossed their mind was that he could be taught, he could correct. The the issues that he had. Black quarterbacks often don't get the opportunity to correct their issues. When they was talking about uh, quarterback from the Eagles. Who went in the second round. You know, he's completed 70% of his passes. But, you know, yet had accuracy. Quote, unquote, issues. know Justin Fields says better accuracy than Trevor Lawrence. One could say that Justin Fields has played better competition than Trevor Lawrence. One would say the Big Ten is better than the ACC, top to bottom. Then you got people like Mac Jones, who Mac Jones. Mac Jones plays, with. It is weird because it is like it's a it's a detriment that Ohio State is stacked every year. For Justin Fields. But nobody for Mac Jones. may got two wide receivers. That are probably. Going to go. In the top. 15. Two wide receivers. Running back. That's going to be a late first round. Early second round pick. But nobody says it's stacked. And it's sad. Because it happens every single year. Then you have someone like Dan Orlasky. Or Lasky or whatever Come out and say oh he heard I heard Justin Fields had bad work ethic Who'd you hear that from Dan Did you ever think like maybe there's a reason That they're telling you that So you can go on ESPN and repeat it Maybe they're just Trolling maybe they racist maybe they want Fields to fall to you but Did you ever think that hey you know going on television And calling A black quarterback lazy with not much actual evidence and not actually talking to the people that see him day to day. Uh, probably that's a smart thing to do. But white people don't think like that. They don't think like that. He, he Now he's, he's trying to... It's very strange because his whole evaluation has been Justin Fields is a great player. But he heard one, two people say that he leaves the facility early. The guy that played with basically his lung collapsed. The guy that, that started the petition to make sure that there would be a Big Ten season. This guy doesn't want to be great. I saw a quote and it made literally no sense. And almost threw my microphone across the room. The quote said something to the effect. And I'll paraphrase it. It said, Justin Fields, you know, does he... He has the desire to be a great athlete, but maybe not to be a great quarterback. Like, what the hell does that even mean? What? I mean, is he, you know, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I can't even explain it. He has the desire to be a great athlete, but not the desire to be a great quarterback. Well, his position is quarterback. So if he's trying to be a great athlete at his position, then he's trying to be a great quarterback. It's just the stupid stuff that they say. And it's every single year. It's frustrating. And we fall into it because we give it attention. Because we have to call them out. But it's just, it's 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 really sad. And then, let me tell you something. The other thing that they don't want you to talk about. And I, I want to do a live stream about this. So, uh, make sure that you check that out. It's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. You can find it. I'll do a live stream about this. Listen, I'll tell you the truth. They don't want you to know this. The the agents pay some of these draft experts. I ain't going to say no names. I'm not trying to get sued. But it's true. They pay some of these draft experts. Go ahead. Go, um, just do some Googling. Just do some Googling. You'll be surprised at what you find. So take all of this stuff at a grain of salt. And obviously, as black people, we always have to overcome whatever we're going to overcome. Let me just point out, when I talk about this stuff, I am not wanting any athlete, any NFL player, any player, young player drafted to fail. This is their dream. Why would I want anyone to fail? I want Mac Jones, who? Mac Jones to be a great quarterback. I want Trey Lance and and Zach Wilson, and, and Sunshine, and Justin Field. I want them all to go to teams that want them, that play to their strengths, that believe in them, and I want them to rip up the league because that makes the league better. The league is better when you got a Peyton Manning, a bathroom Ben, an Eli Manning, a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, when they all playing against each other. So I want the Baker Mayfields, the Lamar Jackson, the Josh Allens, of the world, you know, to, to, to play well. I want the Jerry Goffs in the, in the, in the, uh, the kid for the Eagles. I want these guys to, to be successful, even if they're in a their second stop because it makes the league better. Nobody wants to watch a bunch of trash quarterbacks. So whoever drafts them, I want, Trevor to be good with the Jag. If the Jets draft Zach Wilson, I want him to ball out. I want Sam Darnold to ball out if he goes to a different spot. If, if the 49ers take Mac Jones, I want Mac Jones to succeed. I want Justin Fields, if he goes to the Panthers or the Falcons or whatever, I want him to ball out too. The point is not about uh, wanting someone to fail, it's about treating everyone equally in your evaluation. You treat Mac Jones, look at it like, this is always the way, if Mack Jones was black, if Zach Wilson was black, right? Trevor Lawrence was black. Would you be saying the same things that you say about them because that, that they're, they're, they're white? Would you have the same evaluation? Would you have the same evaluation of Justin Fields if he was white and not black? If you can honestly look at yourself in the mirror and say yes, you're the type of guy that, or girl that I would like to read their evaluations. Some of these people I don't trust to be that evaluation. Justin Fields was white. Would he be the consensus number two? Would he be a talks for number one? I don't know. I just feel like every year, like there's no way that if Deshaun Watson, sans massages, was white, that he wouldn't have been the number one pick. If Lamar Jackson was white and had those same skills, there's no way he would have lasted to 32. Now, I will say this. They're playing with people's money with this, but in the end, it's where you get drafted that's that's more what team you get drafted to than the actual number. So, you know, if, if a team doesn't really want you, don't draft. Like, Dwayne Haskins was doomed just from the fact that he was drafted by the football team. There's something, you know, I worry about Trevor Lawrence. In Jacksonville, because I don't think Urban Meyer will be a good NFL head coach. I don't know what the guy, the defensive guy that's coaching the Jets. I don't know if he's going to be a good head coach. If he end up with the Lions, I don't know if that guy's going to be a good head coach. You got to, and also you have to take it in consideration: are these coaches lame ducks, or are they going to be there for a while? You know. The best thing that happened to Patrick Mahomes was he got drafted by Harry Reid. Stability, got to sit for a year, develop, creative mind, Eric B. Enemy. This all goes into it. They all got talent. That's when, I, when I, I hate pro days. Anybody, can, any good college quarterback can make those throws on a pro day. Game throws are more important. You know, so if I'm Justin Fields, I try not to trip by it. You want to go to a stable situation, good head coach in mind, and all of that good stuff. Same thing with all of these other guys. But just remember, just like the Bible, you don't need somebody else to read it for you. You can read it for yourself. What in the blue hell? I'm just gonna tell you straight up what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Listen, certain things you can't talk about on the timeline, the nuanced topics you can't express yourself in a way with the characters that you have, even if you're using a thread. I saw Draymond Green trying to give some advice on how to, uh, make the women's basketball better. And, you know, he didn't put it in the thread. It was all over the place. And next thing you know, he was getting called out just for trying to be helpful. Just for trying to be helpful. Nah, I, I saw it's black men <laughs> somehow it's black men's fault that the WNBA is not successful. Like I you know, just you just can't you can't talk on the timeline. I see stuff all the time and I'm like, What? Are you kidding me? And somebody they got mad that 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 I think ESPN put up a graphic. It said, you know, the first time Baylor had been to the Final Four in the X amount of years and it had a picture of a guy, you know, playing basketball for Baylor. Said men's basketball team in the picture, but just because it didn't say "men's" in the caption, ladies got upset because the women's basketball team obviously has, has won a championship recently. It's just, it's just, it's just too much. It's, just, it's just too much. It's just, I'm getting old, and and honestly, I'm, I'm be honest with you, I'm getting to the point where it's, it's not fun anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just it's not it's not fun. I've done a lot in this industry. I've done a lot in this business, and it's getting to, you know. I hate that the fact that it's just getting to the point where it's like, just give me my check and I'm gonna go play with my my little girl and my wife and my and my dog. I just and watch YouTube videos about Marvel TV shows and DC Snyder cuts and you know just just it read my books like it's just i don't know it's just it's just a lot these days and you just don't want to get you can't say anything you can't push back on anything it's just it's just it's just not um and it's, it's, it's not fun like i said it's just not it's not fun um but with that being said um you probably you don't want to hear me whine and complain you want to hear what's really going on with Deshaun Jackson i'm just going to cut to the chase uh, you know they had eighteen women that said you know everything was fine. Uh, when he got a massage, you got twenty one women that uh, filed lawsuits. You got one woman that hasn't filed a lawsuit but told a similar story to the accusers. You got two high profile Texas attorneys going back and forth, uh, calling basically calling each other out for various you know reasons. You got the Texans. You got the NFL. You got the girl IG model girlfriend. It's just a lot going on with it. But I want to try to simplify it in a way that, you know, if you're cool and and, and, like I said, you're not doing stuff for clout. You're not doing stuff uh, for likes and retweets that you can understand. Here's the situation. Um, And it it just is what it is, is Deshaun Watson. Like to find girls on social media who were attractive um, to give him massages, and that's—I I mean—that's I, not a big leap, you know. Professional athletes don't get forty women to give them massages, forty different women in an eighteen-month time frame. A lot of these women weren't professional; a lot of them were in training. He flew some out. different states so I mean that part I think we can we can all agree on the man likes you know meeting that's his way of of meeting women through Instagram through massages maybe it makes it easier because he has a girlfriend I don't know I think what also is clear and you can take this however you like to take it um, is once the massage started, he poked around to see how much he can get away with. Just poked around. And the way that he did that was, you know, sometimes walking around naked, exposing himself, slightly brushing up against them. He was seeing how much he can, how willing they were willing to go. And I think the key issue here is not the creep behavior or the predatorial behavior. It's the, when it comes down to the legal aspect of it, I should say, uh, the lawsuits and potential criminal investigation is what was forced, if anything, and what was in retrospect the women saying, "You know, so I, I, I didn't particularly care for that." So, what I mean by that is this: is especially like I use one of the the, the latest lawsuits as an example. In the latest lawsuit, uh, one of the women says that she gave him, him a massage four times, right? So four massages, and each massage it got progressively he got a little bit more. You know, risqué with what he was trying to do. To the point that, by the fourth massage, he was you know putting her hand on his penis. She was you know happy. She was doing the, you know, the giving on the Robert Kraft special. And it eventually it led to oral sex. And the word was it was coerced, not forced. Coerced, meaning you know that she felt pressured to do it she felt pressured to do it did she express it at the time no did she express it to him later no but in her mind she she felt like she had to do it and so she did it now deshaun watson once again i'm just keeping it real with you right i'm just keeping it real with you. Deshaun Watson and his defense team are like, if this is happening in real time, right? Nobody is saying no. No one is saying they're uncomfortable. No one is saying they don't want to do it. You're going back multiple times. You're not expressing the issue until later. How is Deshaun Watson supposed to know that you weren't comfortable? You didn't want to do it. Right, like I said, it's all a lot of gray area. It's a lot of gray area then it it comes down to what you the individual believe in right like what do you believe in so I think at this point, we can acknowledge that there was no setup nobody set him up. he met with a lot of masseuse sometimes I don't know maybe he wasn't in the mood, so. Nothing happened. Maybe some masseuse are probably, maybe because they're more trained, I don't know, didn't think it was a big, what he was doing was a big deal, wanting just a towel or being erect or whatever it may be. Maybe they didn't care. You bring in someone that's not an actual massage therapist or masseuse, don't know what they're really doing, maybe they get freaked out about it. I mean, that's what's happening. And so then at that point, it just depends on your perspective on, do you feel like someone or Deshaun Watson was, quote unquote, grooming these women, manipulating them, putting them in situations where they felt like they had to do something without him actually you know, forcibly making them do something? Because that's a, that's, a, that's a huge distinction. Between someone doing something, going home, calling someone and say, "You know, so I did this, but I don't feel good about it," and someone at the time it actually happening, saying, "You know, no, stop, I don't want to," and then it still happened. So it's murky. Beyond, which it's very murky. But I think we can all acknowledge that A, it's not a setup. B, he did have some sexual acts when it was supposed to just be a massage, which is not a good thing. I think we can also agree that he he was asking for things that made people uncomfortable. Some people weren't uncomfortable. Some people were uncomfortable. So, I mean, that's where we're at with that. People have to understand that's where we're at with it. No setup. The man gets a lot of masseuse. His sexual acts are happening during the massage. It's a little strange that that stuff is happening. These are people that you just met and that you're quote unquote hiring for a job but end up with them, you know, giving you head. Like, may not be criminal but it is a little shady to be honest to be honest. Now, what he's saying is, hey, they wanted to do it. I'm Deshaun Watson. They were happy to do it. They were happy to do it. Take it for what it is. He's going to get suspended. Okay? Uh, He's not going to be able to just not walk away completely from this, just based off the NFL's history. It's just a matter of how much damage this is going to do long term. May not do much. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is still in the NFL. And we know what he did. And Deshaun Watson is so young that after so many years, people have just stopped talking about it. If he performs. So, though I think he's never going to play in the NFL again. Yeah, he's going to play. I just think that Um, You know, for him, I think he's going to have to stick with the Texans. And he probably, if I had to guess, gets eight games. (laughs) Gets eight games. (laughs) If the NFL is pretty consistent. Also, well, they have this, you know, I don't know. I mean, they may just put him on the commissioner's list. Because if he ends up settling, because it's it's 21, it's going to hard to get 21 cases just to go away. He ends up settling. Yeah, I I think eight games is maybe what he's looking at once it's all said and done. The Injustice League. I'm sure you're watching a bit of the Derek Chavon trial, uh, the cop that that murdered uh, George Floyd. You're probably disgusted while you're watching, even if you just seen some clips, because with any with any cop trial or any trial where someone is charged uh, with killing a, a black person, the, the the deceased is the one that in, ends up on trial. I've heard tons in the first week of the testimony about George Floyd and, and what he did and how he was acting and what drugs he was using and if he was high. I haven't heard much about you know the man with the knee who put the knee on his neck. It's really sickening to watch these trials. It really is. It really is cuz you know, it's not it's not complicated. Simply put, if the knee's not on the neck, is George Floyd alive today? Uh, yes. Yeah, he probably yeah, he is. There's no indication that he was going to die that day from any other reason than a cop putting his knee on his neck. Doesn't matter what type of drugs he had in his system. Maybe here's the thing, That people need to understand. Maybe George Floyd would have had a heart attack. Two hours later. Or the next day. Or hell 30 minutes later. It's not the point. The point is would he have died. At that moment. If the knee wasn't in the neck. No. That's it. That's the case. That's the whole trial. If I was the prosecution. That's exactly what I would say. I would say none of us when we're going to pass away right really right you know knock on wood we all live long lives but none of us know when our number is up so it doesn't matter if George Floyd would have passed away a minute later an hour later of his own volition just like we don't know if the cop could have passed away an hour later from an aneurysm or anything. The fact of the matter is this. If the knee's not on the neck, at that particular nine-minute stretch, would George Floyd be alive? Would he have been alive in that nine-minute stretch? The answer is yes. That's the end of the, the trial. In my mind, there's nothing else to talk about. He was fine before. No matter what he had in his system or whatever. There was nobody was calling an ambulance. There was no medical emergency. No one said, hey, this guy looks like he's getting about to fall over. He was fine. He was perfectly fine. Until the knee on the neck. In the trial. With that being said, I wouldn't be shocked if he's found not guilty. Because there's white people on the jury, or maybe even a hung jury, because like I said, there's white people on the jury, old white people. So don't be shocked. I'm never shocked anymore. I never. I mean, they they've had trials where you know, going you know going back to when I was a kid, Rodney King. I mean, it was on tape. <laughs> I mean, it's on tape. die guilty. You see stuff on tape. You see stuff caught in 4K. You see people admitted to the crimes, not guilty. Complexion. For protection Keep the same energy. Before I get out of here, let me talk about little Nas X. Mr. Nas X had the internet going nuts. Had a lot of Christians not pleased. Because he was giving a lap dance to Satan and he was selling blood Nike shoes. A lot of people were pissed off about that. Trevor Lawrence, uh, John Bones Jones. It's crazy in a sense. You know, someone like John Jones, great MMA fighter, maybe the GOAT, also does cocaine, (laughs) has been arrested. Multiple times. Including the hit and run with a pregnant woman. But you know. The devil lap dances is his moral. That's that's the moral line that he has. People ask you. Rob, what do you think about Little Nas X? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? What do you think? What do you think is Satanism? First off. The thing about religion is. Christians. Remember are. The ones that. Use the Bible for like slavery <clears throat> For The KKK When they were you know Hanging Brothers Whipping brothers uh Shooting the fire hydrants Water at the brothers Those were the Christians Right You know Trump Is quote unquote Christian So so they don't really have the moral high ground You know the priest Sexually harassing the little, or sexually abusing the little boys. Those are Christians, Catholics. So they don't really, like I said, they don't really have the moral high ground on this. Because last time I checked, the people that were doing the, the Georgia rights, voting rights bill to make sure black people couldn't vote were Christians, allegedly. So they don't really have the moral high ground. That's the first thing I have to say. Now, you know, if I had a son, would I want him, you know, lap dancing the devil? No, not at all. I would not. I'm just being honest. Wouldn't be what I would consider ideal. (laughs) With that being said, you guys got to understand when you're being manipulated and trolled. Nas X, Mr. X, was on his way to being another one-hit wonder. It's one of those things. It's when you have a song that's so big, it's almost impossible to get out from underneath the shadow of said song. Now, you can have a debut song that's big. You can have a number one song that's a hit but ideally the people that are in this industry and that have been in the music industry for a long period of time is normally kind of a a slow burn you know what i mean like they just they're talented they make hits you know but maybe they make a few, you know a few records a few singles before they hit big <clears throat> maybe their debut single Is a big enough hit to put them on the map to make people want to hear more. I like Drake's first few songs, weren't like they were hits, but they weren't like you know, Michael Jackson thriller hits. You know, same with Jay Z, same with Biggie, same with Tupac, same with Nas, same with Wu Tang Clan, like. Normally, uh, DMX DMX Had Hit records, came out Was hot number one, four times in a row I think, two number one records In the same year But none of those singles were like Thriller (laughs) You know what I'm saying Normally If your song Catches fire Like a song like Old Town Road And you don't have The foundation of a musical career, meaning you don't hit your Thriller, you don't hit your Old Town Road until you know you're in the middle of your career, or you know just start. You haven't built no foundation. Normally, that's all that you're known for. You basically bust a move. That's that's just normally how it goes. Normally it's very difficult because you like you know R.I.P. But you screech from Saved by the Bell. You can't you don't you can't get out the typecast. You're the old town road guy, and he tried some traditional singles after that, and they just didn't work. So it's almost was like uh, Bobby Shermaner, and hot, you know, in word. I mean, that was, I mean, it wasn't as big as Old Town Road, but it caught fire. And then, you know, this next single wasn't quite right. Next thing you know, he goes to jail and everything changes. So, Mr. X was probably thinking, hey, I'm, I'm about to be irrelevant. I'm about to be a side note, a footnote. Now, granted, he could probably sing Old Town Road till he's 90 years old and make money off of it. I mean, I still see young MC out there whole loke about to do the wild thing you got you know shoot vanilla ice still out there you can you can live off of one hit you know the village people i mean you live off one hit but he decided that you know he has to in this 2020 he has to shake the table a little bit or, you know, he he be irrelevant. You don't wanna be ten years down the road and be soldier boy. No offense to soldier boy. You know, who I know got businesses and maybe some other things, but you, you don't wanna be soldier boy. You don't wanna ten years later you're a kid and then you're now you're a grown adult and you know people the superman that oh you need you need something else. So, you know, he came out at first he didn't want to tell nobody he was gay. He wouldn't tell anybody it was a Nicki Minaj Stan He was trying to hide all of this stuff And then he comes out And he's like you know I'm going to lap dance with the devil Why? People are going to talk about that I'll be honest with you Probably wouldn't have Ever listened to the song If everybody wasn't talking about All the satanism Probably would have never looked at the shoes If he didn't say they had blood on you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't. I wasn't checking for the next little Nas X single. I'm like, oh, he's, he's lap dancing Satan. Okay, well, let's take a look. That's that's how you stay relevant. Now you may question his methods. You know, I understand people real funny about the devil and playing with things like that. You know, his thing is, you know, Christians and. Real religious people don't accept gay people. So, you know, he's going to go to where he's accepted. I, yeah, I get what he's trying to do. Alas, like I said, Christians don't have a moral high ground to be really judging anybody. Like I said, Trump's a quote-unquote Christian. You know what I mean? So, I'm not saying that all Christians are bad, but I'm just saying that you can't just say that and then just think you could just have a, a moral compass to judge people. That that's basically what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, Mister X, I I I know what you're up to. I know what you're up to, and that that's so in general, I don't, I don't care. I I really don't. There's just a lot of things that at this point it's just like I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I I can't fake no. There's no fake outrage. Yeah, outraged. I'm. I'm not outraged by a little Nas I'm sorry. There's real stuff that's going on in society. There's still cops, you know, beating on people and all that type of stuff. Like I, I, gotta, I gotta, I'm. I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be outraged. I'm outraged because Derek Siobhan gets off on murdering of George Floyd. That's what I would be outraged about. I'm. Not, I'm, I'm saving my outrage for stuff that actually matters. <laughs> I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook, Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube, B-S-O-T-V. Big shout out to ABF Creative for ever put this podcast together. I'm out.